Riley, I want to talk to you about a hot new video game. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Video game chat. Hot off the press. One of, one of my favourite topics to get, sure. to get into here and uh, and a really unexplored space in the podcasting in, in, uh, podcasting arena. Exactly, so, yeah, so yeah. really, really looking forward to getting into this one. Right, I want to talk to you about Minecraft. Oh, even better. Yeah. So this is this little indie game that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. Wow. We're gonna we're gonna blow we're gonna yeah. blow it wide open for the listeners here. Maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll go and try it out. Yeah. I'm early. I'm definitely early to the Minecraft train. So what's your exposure to Minecraft, Riley? So, I have an interesting experience with Minecraft because I bought Minecraft when it was in alpha, right? Back in like. Ooh, I bought Minecraft way back in the day too. Turns out that purchase, if you ignored all of Mojang's emails, is no good. And if you want to play in that days, you have to buy it again. I found out <laughs> that exact same thing, right? Because I bought it in like 2008. And uh, I set up a yes, server. Wow. <laughs> My friend Adrian, Adrian Cleanfoot, he had a an old desktop that I think his mum wasn't using anymore. And so mm-hmm. um, what I did was turned that into a server in my house, in, in like into an actual like fully prop, like anyone could, it was just on all the time. And this is in 2008. So it was yeah. actually quite a feat, I think, for me to have done this. Um, absolutely you know people could it wasn't like a, oh who's going to host oh Andrew's hosting and then oh guys I have to go we, we have to stop playing because Andrew's hosting right um, it was just on all the time in my lounge room and people could log on and play it was great it was really really fun but these days now m- most of my exposure to Minecraft is through kids teaching right yes and those little shits they know so <laughs> much more because I like I like video games I'd say that I'm very plugged into video games I watch these kids play Minecraft yep. and I'm like I didn't realize you could do that. I didn't know that that was. <laughs> now they've added a lot to the game, to be fair. Yes, and I just, I've just completely like the last time I seriously played Minecraft was uh, it'd be more than ten years ago for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm in a similar boat, and I, I never seriously played Minecraft. I bought it, I played it for a day or two mm. a million years ago, and never touched it again. Oh, we had a great time recently, dude. We we got into it. Like we we all had little bases, and then we had to come up with because we didn't have servers because yep, yep. you can put rules on servers. You can say like, oh, you know, this you can't break this sort of block or whatever. I don't know. We didn't have that. It was just an absolute free for all. It was a libertarian paradise. And um, what we would always do was fill each other's houses with TNT. Classic, classic, yeah. classic hijinks. Really, yeah, really fun because you can't. Get, I don't think was was there a way that you could get rid of it. I don't think you could. So where you could pick it I don't up? Know. I can't remember. I don't know. Anyway, it was great fun, and then James got really upset about it because we had a he like built this cliffside fortress, and then we filled it full of TNT. And he was like, "I'm not going to build this again. I hate this. I'm going to. I'm just going to stop playing." If this, I'm like, well, "Okay, we, we should probably stop doing it because James is being a big baby about it." Anyway, go on. So recently, Steve was like, "Ah, lads, we just play Minecraft. It's on Xbox Game Pass, so you know you can get a month of it for a euro or whatever, mm-hmm. and if like a very low, very low barrier to entry." And I was like, "Sure, mm. I'll try it." And we've run into some issues, Riley. Go on. Um, on the server. It's just me, Steve, and Jeff on there. You are welcome to join us. I would be keen to have you, actually, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. I always um, I always love being uh, invited to things uh, reactively as, as an afterthought. Well, but really, shouldn't, move, shouldn't, move tens of, shouldn't move tens of thousands of miles away. Then. No, it really, really, really makes me feel like I'm, I'm very much wanted as part of the team, the, as part of the Minecraft squad. That's great. Anyway, go on. Well, you played Valheim with us for a little bit, didn't you? I, play, I got the briefest taste of... Um, Val- of the fun to be had in Valheim because you and this is when I was living in the UK, so the time zone shouldn't have been an issue. Yeah, you guys went so hard at Valheim, and then I got another one of these afterthought invitations when you were telling me about it. You're like, oh, you should come and join us; it'd be fun. I'm like, that would be amazing. So, went the last time there was the, there was a point that you guys were going to all play together, and I came and I joined you, and I think that was yep. the second last time you ever played it. 
That might be right. Yeah, yeah. but it was amazing. You had this right. whole town. It had like it actually felt like an organic, proper medieval village because when I build these things, I'm like, all right, I'm going to have everything set out and ordered, and it's going to be fine. Whereas this town just developed because you know ten people started building it, and so it, it felt really natural and really organic, right? Um, and then we had to go back and like put paths in yeah. and stuff, you know, around like the desire lines that naturally formed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was and I was I was helping with all that sort of stuff, and I I, I loved it. I played a, I, it was only like six hours, but it was like, oh, this is how much fun Valheim can be. And then you guys was truly wrenched away from you. You guys played one more thing uh, afterwards, where you went and like killed some boss, and then like just got to the end of all the content or something, and none of you wanted to play again. I was like, oh, cool, all right, well, no, we just we just petered out. Yeah. So what's ha- So there's two inside Minecraft are two wolves in my experience, yeah. and one of them I like a lot, and one of them I don't. Mm-hmm. And this is what I want to get into about the way different people play ostensibly the same video games. And look, Minecraft, Uh-oh. as far as video games go, is basically just a giant box of Legos, right? So it's it's got the probably got the most you know user input in terms of the fun you you make your own fun very much so. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a fair assessment. But um, I know where this is going, so- and I'm not I'm not looking forward to being roasted over the coals by you dennis proclivities well you play civilization for example very differently to the way i like to play it which is i would say you play it wrong but that's fine <laughs> look i don't i was gonna say i don't cheat i do cheat actually i very much do cheat i have a lot of mods installed for um mainly for quality of life but you know there are a couple of cheats in there as well because some of the some well this is that blurry line this yeah. is that blurry line that i've been struggling All with right, lately. so what's what's been going on in your so minecraft world what's what's the drama there are no mod. there are no mods okay okay there are no mods right after we're playing vanilla minecraft All right. and i very very much like being like ooh. Like I like playing Minecraft a little bit like it's a survival horror game. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh my god, shit, it's night. We gotta put up get a shelter going, yeah. you know. Oh, we're out of iron, what are we gonna do? And they're like, oh yes, we found some diamond. Amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Great. Steve likes playing Minecraft, and there's two parts to this, one of which I'll get to in a second. But Steve likes playing Minecraft in what's the opposite of a Rube Goldberg machine? What's a machine that does something the most possible efficient way, right? Right. So I'll I'll log off and I'll log on. He's like, ooh, I, we had a farm, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. So I've changed it into a multi-tiered farm that by flicking this switch, it floods and that auto harvests yes. all of the corn. And, it, and you flick the switch back off yep. and it drains and then you can replant. And I'm you like, just pick okay, up all fine. the all the stuff that's come off in the, like the one convenient. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's and he's like, yeah, and I'm like, gone online and found these builds as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, Steve used to be big into Minecraft back in the day. He used to be like a streamer oh, and stuff. So he just so knows them off, he knows them off the dome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. He knows a lot of them off the dome, I think. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I go on, he's like, oh, I built this thing so that when the bamboo, there's bamboo, right? And the bamboo grows. And when it grows up above a certain height, there's there's this puncher that comes in and automatically knocks the top of the bamboo off and it lands in the in the, in the chest. So it auto harvests the bamboo and it grows forever. I'm like, okay, that's, that's fine, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Sure. And then, Riley, we get into... Things that, so there's two axes that I'm that makes me uncomfortable with this. One turns out I'm just a luddite when it comes to Minecraft, yeah. and you, you exactly go out to the, the field played, with like, your scythe. You're not having these fancy automated dude, harvesting machines. I'm not joking when I say the toiling is the fun of it for me. Yeah. I'm not kidding when I say yeah. that. It really is. Yeah. The serfdom is where the fun is. No, do you know, Dennis? This actually does make sense because for many people, video games are a form of escapism, right? And you, someone who sits around and you know, a grand fancy house, never does any real work. For you, going and actually okay. doing work in a video game—that's like, oh wow, isn't this a novel? That is that, that's the escape. Yeah. yeah, that's the novelty for me. The rest right? of us yeah, working yeah, right. hard for a crust. You know, we want to get into video games. We want things to be easy. We look at things like. 
like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if this if our lives were this easy all the time? You know, so no, it makes perfect sense. So there's two axes. One is my Luddite anti-industrialization nature, which I don't feel too strongly about, and I think I would be in a minority in that sense. Okay, so you're not going in, you're not going one, and smashing up the machines like actual Luddites were doing. No, no, another we're not there yet. Well, we're getting we're about to get to that. The other one is that Steve has um I'm not a religious man, right? I'm not a man of faith. I consider myself, generally speaking, the opposite. Mm. But looking upon some of the creations that Steve has built on this Minecraft server, I can come to no other conclusion than that they are simply against God and all that is right in the world. Wow. What? what okay. This is right. this is Geneva Convention defying stuff, man. So is he, is he like... It is as, not good. Is this one of those things where, like, I don't know, he traps a bunch of animals or enemies in, like cages and yes harv- yeah so yeah. and so, harvests the goo with so him. he the first thing i came to was he built a big black building with fire on top of it and just put a sign on it that said don't worry about it don't look inside and i was like well okay hang on now i have to see what you've done in hang here. on does that would, and I, does it require sunlight does it have to be in the open air no why didn't he build it underground you never would have known he wanted us to find it. Uh, he wanted us he, to, find he wanted it. Me to find it. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah. Like the Zodiac killer, yes, he wanted us he to wanted find it. To be caught. So I go, go in. We go, he never got caught. I guess. <laughs> we go in. I go in, and there's a single cube. Again, this cube is made of glass. Hmm. No reason for that other than a perverse viewing window. <laughs> in which are packed, I think, 128 is the number. I'm not sure. Cows, right? Cows. Okay. And you feed the cows wheat, mm. which makes them happy. When the cows are happy, they mate and they make a calf. Yeah. Okay. Except the box is already, the the, the spawn point is already full. It cannot spawn an additional cow. Mm. So the cow, crushed by the weight of its parents and brethren, yeah. is instantly transformed into a delicious steak, which falls into the crate below. And that's veal as well. So you know that's good eating. V, it's good eating yeah. and i'm like dude i don't know about this yeah. i think we need to take a vote on if this is okay and then he's like well there is another thing i'd like to show you go, okay. okay that's good <laughs> well if, if go you think across. this is bad uh, let me let me just provide some context maybe what i'm about to show you will make you rethink just how bad things could possibly be go on there's there's he's built a machine mm. that takes eggs and hurls them at a wall right okay. into a box basically all right and when you break an egg in Minecraft, there's like a one in five chance that it spawns a chick. Just so like he's just, just like in real these life. Eggs in yeah, his just wall. like in real life. Just like in real life, you buy a six pack of eggs. One of them probably base, is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Throwing these eggs in these walls, chicks spawn, and a chick is half the height of a full chicken. So the chick sits there and it's perfectly safe. When it gets to the height of a full chicken, it doubles in size, which puts it into the block above, which is full of lava, in which it is incin- instantly incinerated, and a lovely, delicious roast chicken falls into the box below, along with some feathers. And he has encased this thing in a giant monument scale, I don't know, 1 to 50 maybe? Yeah. Scale replica of a chicken model in Minecraft. <laughs> and I'm like, I... D-. And I'm like, dude, nowhere does this require sunlight. Nowhere does this all have to be glass so that I can watch this happen. Nowhere does yeah. it have to be built in an F... In a Wicker Man-esque effigy yeah. of the creature you are defeating. Yeah. Would I have questions if you came and were like, hey, I have 16 stacks full of chicken, roast chicken in the chest. Would I have Soylent Green-like questions? Where did all of this come from? Yes, of course I would. But at least... But you would have given me a couple of days yeah. of deniability 
ability, yeah. right? Where I could at least can, feign ignorance. You can get into that out of sight, out of mind mentality, but there's very it's very much inside and in mind because there's a 50 Every foot, time I look out the window of the house, we've yeah. got Riley, the, 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 the cold, unfeeling eyes of the chicken stare back yeah, at me. Yeah, exactly. And I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know what horrors are being perpetrated within, yeah. Man, Steve sounds like a lot so, of fun to play with. He's got some. He's got some great little machines going on. So what is? Yeah, you and Steve can toil and build those machines all day long, dude. I mean, he, he would be desperate to have a partner because Jeff and I are looking at him, thinking yeah. about what we're gonna say when they eventually make the Netflix documentary about him, and we have to go. Well, there were signs all along. Yeah. Like we're 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 firmly in that space. I, I like that idea that you two are out in the field, like leaning on your sides and your hose, being like, oh, I don't know well now. I've been around these parts 25 years. I ain't never seen a way to automate the harvesting of chickens, So, Yeah, I, I know I'm like, I don't think you can attach a plow to a cow, to an ox. That's no good. Like, I know I'm that guy right now. Yes. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just... And we just look at the, we just look for different things from the game, and like on a on a gameplay level, scarcity and like it being hard a little bit is fun for me. And there's oh, there's hardcore mode for that if you want to do that, right? Mm. And Steve wants to be like, what wild contraption can I build? Yeah. And that's an equally I wouldn't even say that's an equally valid way to play the game. That's probably closer to the intended way to play the game, to be honest. Um, but it makes it unfun for me, aside from the you know abhorrent crimes against nature that i have to witness just from a functional perspective it it takes a lot of a lot of the juice out of it because you don't like the abundance that comes from it you, you want you want to you want to have to go and like hunt animals in the wood not in the woods not just i'm not joking when i say the toiling is the point yeah i like getting up going in being like oh the wheat's ready time to harvest the wheat and yeah. so the thing and now we have wheat and i've made some bread and that's good and oh we're out of iron we have to go look for some more iron because i haven't let steve build the thing where you put a zombie in a boat so it doesn't despawn and trap three villagers and put them in a house and put them in bed so that they don't despawn and then have them look at each other so that the villagers feel threatened by the zombie which means the villagers summon an iron golem and you set it up so that the iron golem can only has a space to be summoned big enough that is over lava so it instantly dies and melts into iron ingots that you can use so no i would rather go mine for iron is that and i don't think that makes me a crazy person is that actually a thing you can do yes oh my goodness see at least the other ones had like a level of realism no no throwing eggs at a wall didn't no never mind punching punching bits of bamboo off it didn't either no okay that's okay no that's okay for me you could build a machine in real life that when a bamboo gets over a certain height cuts the top off of it that's fine yeah yeah. That is, but that is the line for me. Flooding the field to harvest it is totally fine to me. Yes, in reality, it should make the field waterlogged and useless, but whatever, it's fine. It doesn't. Sure, no problem. Okay, I'm okay with those. Are totally fine to me. And but the weirdest part is that Steve doesn't see the difference every time. He's like, "Ooh, could I do this? Is that okay?" And I'm like, "No." And he's like, "Well, I don't understand, but all right." And he's like, "And but like today, he asked me if." The, what, why the chicken, the auto chicken throwing monument of lava and death was, wasn't was okay, but the doorbell he made was. They're both machines. And I was like, this can't be an earnest question. <laughs> it does sound like Steve... Uh, when you open the... Yeah, when Steve logs into Minecraft, it does sound like his moral compass shifts pretty significantly, um, which is fine. I think so too. He's just manipulating pixels, man. They're all just pixels to him, but... Um, but the crazy part to me is that he doesn't understand that when you open the door, two, it hits two little stones and it goes ding dong, and that's fine. Mm. And he doesn't know why I'm okay with that, but not the chicken throwing machine. Well, I, I see where Steve's coming from with this, right? Like it is just pixels. It's just he's just it's he's just building systems where there's input and output. But 
he isn't yes. he isn't humanizing or thinking in in with any empathy for the pixels because it's a computer program you don't have to there's no consequences for not doing that apart from obviously the judgment of your extremely backwater friends who who stand in the way of progress um well where do you sit if i if i'm if i'm the luddite toiling in the field and steve is the machiavellian master of machines on the other side where on that spectrum are you sitting uh i i'm probably closer to steve but i'm not inventing these machines like i'm going online looking them up and being like oh that looks like oh, well, he, no, well, well, well right here's the problem he found a blueprint for this chicken throwing machine he was like easy perfect i build this and i was like oh. it doesn't really it needs to be a, the plan here is outdoors it doesn't really fit into a monument of a chicken so i have to adapt it to fit into a monument of a chicken yes. i'm like you didn't have to do no, that no no that's good I, I i think i'm probably close to what but can i tell you i've got a solution here you need to put borders in your minecraft world like national borders, right? And on on the other side of the border, in okay. in Stevastan, there are no worker protection safety guidelines. There are no. It is just a libertarian. No OSHA. Yeah, yeah. it's just a libertarian. It's a libertarian paradise. Once again, Jeff would love that. Jeff's a libertarian. Le- Jeff loves libertarianism. Well, you you joke about that because when we played Valheim, Jeff owned the server, and every time people would be like, "Oh, Jeff, is it okay if I build a house here?" He'd be like, "Jeff, we're living in Jeff's libertarian dream. If you can build, if you can dream it, you can build yeah. it. It's all yours." Yeah, he was very, very um, hands off in terms of uh, uh, server admin, policing yeah, the servers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Jeff has seen the horrors that Steve has wrought, yeah. and he's he's cooling on his his well, views. My, su- I would say. my suggestion is get build a bunch of fences, right, and put borders what either three-way or two-way borders between like parts of the map and whatever's on steve's side you he you know you need a visa to enter now you can't go and do a safety inspection of his chicken factory yeah you build papers please inside of mine exactly that's what i say you should do and then you and jeff can nervously peer over the border like petunia dursley trying to guess what new what fresh horrors steve is awakening but then that this is this is the, your way to to wash your hand of the whole affair from a moral standpoint, you know. And do I have an embargo with Stevenson? Am I am I, am I do I because of his human or chicken rights violations? Yeah. Do I have to not trade? Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> What's you, the you deal? Yeah, well, that's that's when you say, look, I'm going to have to come into a factory. If chickens them. pour over the border into my territory, do I give them asylum? Do I turn them away? What am I supposed to do, right? That's, well, that's up to smell. you. That's up to you. That's up for that's up to you know your socialist paradise to to figure out exactly what you now want. Now we do. just built Civilization Six inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we're talking, baby. Let's go. Turn off that domination victory. Let's settle I in did, for a nice smooth I did ride. have, I did have one one idea of mine that I was extremely proud of, and I hope you are admire uh, uh, as 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 happy with the elegance of the solution as I was. So we kept, you know, we all would go down, and we'd have like a layer we'd mine under the house, and we'd all go off in different directions, and frequently, you know. You're mining opposite directions, tunnels connected, twine. You get lost, right? Mm, yeah. Okay. Yep. If you're not like stringently strip mining everything, basically. Well, I just always put torches on the left hand uh, side of the wall. Riley. What? That was the idea yeah. verbatim yes. that I had. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verbatim. I was like, oh, put torches on the left side of the wall when you're mining. Yes. And then when you're leaving, turn around. And then I put up a little sign that said, God, what did it say? Yeah, it was like, if the torch is at nine, you're heading into the mine. If the torch is at three, you're almost home free. And Jeff was like, I love that. That's great. Okay, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I just, I can't believe I just remember we, left. And then I remember right, like that's yeah. But well, I wanted to put in a cue for yeah, well, you did well. No, you did. You did very right. well. You did very well. Yeah. 
And then I put over another one that was like lost in the mind, keep the light on the right. Um, but yeah, literally, like I was like, I can't believe that we both arrived. I'm sure this is a very common thing. If I go on any Minecraft server, I'm sure this is exactly what everybody mm-hmm. does. But I can't believe we came up, we had the same system with this because you can easily, you know, put them on the right going down as well. Yeah. That's there's no that's no different. Um I but that is exactly that's the system what, like, we had. Americans and Europeans and everyone else who drives on the right hand side does. I suppose they probably that do. Would be interest- that would be an interesting thing to know if if people who drive on the right-hand side of the road would default to put their going-away torches well, on the right. That's interesting. Did you, I wonder. Did you see that, that Tom Scott video examining the difference between the UK, Ireland, America, and Australia? No. Um, and two specific cultural phenomena. Go on. One of which, what, what do you call the game in a school playground where children pursue each other yeah. And one of them becomes the designated person to be to do the pursuing. Uh, we call it Tiggy. Yeah, many people in the UK call it Tig. Yeah, all Americans ubiquitously call it Tag. tag yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. which is very famous. Yeah. I we we would call it we called it chasing. Very yeah, direct. Some, sometimes very sometimes it's called Chasey as well over here. And then the other one was: Are you familiar with the rhyme "Jingle Bells, Batman Smells"? Yeah, Robin laid an egg. Yeah. That is not Robin laid an egg is not the ubiquitous next line of that song. Oh, sometimes it's Robin flew away. Correct. Yes. And in other and there's also so he surveyed like sixty thousand people or whatever and was like, "Hello, please complete this." <laughs> okay. Nursery rhyme. Yep. yep. And some of the one of the like eighty something people in America said Robin laid a gun. That's not even a pun. It's the most American thing I've heard yeah. in my entire life. That's, that's, that's just, a, that's just American. That's just American values. Those people bleed red, white, and blue, dude. That's just American values Absolutely, seeping dude. into every aspect of their life. Yeah. Robin laid a cheeseburger. And then what is the, so, yeah, exactly. So it goes, Jingle Bells, Batman Sells, um, Robin laid an egg. Mm. And then what's next? Uh, the Batmobile broke its wheel. Yeah, but I've, I had lost its wheel growing up, and that's correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember the last one. Batmobile lost its yeah. wheel. And then I always the had, j- and the, the Joker, Joker got away. The Joker hey. got away, hey, yeah. The Joker ran away, or the Joker got so you away, and I, yeah. So you and I had, broadly speaking, the same one. Yeah. Um, which is from, you'll never believe it, The Simpsons. Oh, okay. That does make sense. That, that so, is a show that does have a lot of cultural well, Tom's, penetration. Yeah. Tom Scott's theory was that that became the more, more ubiquitous version, yeah. um, especially in the UK, after that episode of The Simpsons aired. So he got people to also put in their date of birth. Yes. And then he tabulated... Um, what year like it was it wasn't the day but it was what year they were eight years old or so in or whatever mm-hmm. which is i guess the same piece of information and he figured out that before that it was not it was much less ubiquitous and then after that mm. all across the yeah, uk it became, overnight it became suddenly, standardized that was it. it became codified yeah it was canonized yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's interesting but i do wonder i assume minecraft is minecraft torches i wonder if the instinct would be I think also, I think part of it is I'm right-handed. I, in my head, I'm mining with my right hand. I put the torch with that. You know what I mean? That, Maybe that, that's part that's of it. A, I wonder if that's, yeah, that's a really, that's really deep in the subconscious there. Because if you, no, 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 then you'd put on the right. Because you would put, you're not putting the torch in while you're pickaxing through this, the rock. No, that doesn't matter. No, I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not coming with you on this journey. Righty, please. Steve's, I should tell you, generally, I mean it. Steve Corp is always looking for fresh, new, either mines to sculpt the iron that build the death machines or machinations. Yeah, you're basically signing up to work for Aperture Science here. I want you to be aware. (laughs) That's okay, you know, there. Steve is just glad us. Um, But look, all the chicken, all the chicken you can stomach, dude. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, sounds like there's lots of it. No, it's fine. I'll just stick with Civilization Six, no domination victory, no barbarians. Um, 
uh, luxury resource harvesting enabled because I, it doesn't. Okay, that's that's a, come on. Because that, that that I'm like you can have a go. You can have a crack at me about not liking to play domination victory. That's fine. I'll take that. That's a weird thing to do. Is how I prefer to play the game. It makes no sense, right? That if there is, I don't know, some salt on the ground, there's like, oh, mm-hmm. can't build a factory here. No, nope, there's salt. I can't do this. Even worse is the uh, the archaeological site, because if you're not playing with archaeologists, oh, right? Yeah, that's the true. ancient ruins, you can't build anything on top of it. I had an archaeological site spawn on a geothermal vent, right? And I couldn't get rid of it because I couldn't build any archaeologists. And I was like, well, I don't, this isn't how I want to build a thermal. Oh, the other weird thing I do, this is, I think you'll appreciate this because it's the opposite of what, um, what Steve does. When I'm playing Civ, um, I won't use any fossil fuels ever. Ooh, like, yeah. Ever. I, I like that. That's I good. I can't, like, I'll build. Just on a moral stance. I'll build the industrial zone. I'll build the workshop. i build the factory. I cannot build the coal or the uh, oil power plant, which means that I have to beeline nuclear technology so i can build nuclear power mm. plants and i build as many dams and as many geothermal vents as i can as, as you possibly can but then like you don't unlock solar wind energy until way after nuclear so i have to beeline nuclear power just to keep my yeah. just keep my empire afloat because i refuse to put co2 in the atmosphere because i'm such a, a perfect I, citizen you know i play civ a very different ways i always play the same i always play trajan because i love that it auto builds the roads and every every town starts with a monument just a great qol improvement mm-hmm. you know yep. from my experience mm-hmm. um and i always make a bunch of cities expand really fast use that you leverage trade routes make an absolute shit ton of money mm-hmm. uh, always beeline for you know riflemen and then shortly after that oil and then shortly after that nuclear weapons mm-hmm. And then Civ does suffer from something that I get frustrated with those sort of long 4X games where the game is functionally over about oh, two yes. hours before yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah, over. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that with every single victory type, unfortunately. Um, except yeah. except maybe Diplomatic, because Diplomatic does kind of... There's just a score that goes up. For the and, World Congress, yeah. But you just have to wait ages for it. No, no, no. I think actually all of them are like that. Yeah, it's very frustrating when it's like you have achieved your cultural dominance and you're just waiting for the number to get high enough for the game to go, you won, well done um but anyway at least uh, the, the, that's genuinely and i think that's why i like the domination victory because first of all it's kind of like the de facto one mm. um it is also the one where you have the most to do along the way like when you're doing a science victory you're like okay i'm just waiting for all these things to complete their components and then it's done where you're like but at least there's some element of even if it's a steamroller like okay now i've steamrolled the egyptians and now i'm steamrolling the prussians yeah. or whatever you know yeah. i don't know with with cultural victory like you get spies involved and you can you can do yeah but i i, I yeah you're definitely right. There, there. You, if you want to have the most clicks per turn, um, domination mm-hmm. victory is, is certainly the way to go. So I, I haven't. Your your solution hadn't occurred to me because so far, Steve and I have been trying like the idea of like completely just you know separating our empires basically because mm. we've had a very collaborative experience so far. So far, Steve's like, well, okay, I won't build this if you guys don't like that. And what's happening then is I feel like there's this version of the game that Steve wants to play, and he's only getting to play thirty percent or whatever, so that Jeff and I will play with. Just him, put a border right? fence up, man. Put a border fence up on Stevestan. There are no rules. You can do whatever you want, right? And that means that you guys can cross the border when you're feeling a little bit loose, you know, go and get debaucherous on the other side of things and then return to the, the strict authoritarian. Like going to Vegas for yeah, a Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Las, Las Stevas on the other side of the battlefield. I I bet Steve would want to build like a big working roulette wheel, actually, that would be way up his alley. Yeah, yeah. And then on your side, there's this, you know, agrarian pre-industrial economy where you two, you know, you two feel quite proud of it. Oh, yeah, it's, when... 80, it's, 80, it's 85 BC. Yeah. <laughs> like... 100%. Yeah. 
I want. I had a story pop into my head this week that I want. I don't know why. I can't remember why I remembered this. Right. Um. So there's no context right. as for why I want to tell you this story other than I remembered it, and and it's. I think it's a pretty good story. Um, I, I got away with something when I was a teenager that I'm still quite proud of, but in a way that also is a little bit. Um, it doesn't. I, I'm not proud of what I did, but I'm proud of how I got away with it. Okay, <laughs> I'm excited to see. Oh no, this it's, goes. it's. I was. Yeah, it's not going to have any of the sort of usual uh, embarrassing uh, anything embarrassing from being 14. Um, no, it involves um, illicit access, Dennis, to the school computer network. Ooh, so if you were born, so you you were born too late. To I don't know I don't know what you're born to, but you're born too early to mine Bitcoin in the school computer lab. It sounds yeah, like yeah, yeah, and I was born too too late to phone hack the CIA like some other people did in the in the nineties. No, yep, yep, yep. So at, at school, I don't know. I don't think it's the case these days. Maybe it is. I don't know. But um, when I was in high school, I you had everyone had every kid had their own log on right for the school network, and you only had a certain number okay. of megabytes. I think it was measured in megabytes I, that you could download. You were older than me. I didn't have I didn't have any of this stuff in high school. What the hell? Okay, well, in our, at my school, at both the schools that I went to for high school, right? Um, you had a logon, and then when you like opened up Internet Explorer or Netsc- Netscape Navigator, right? You had a c- wow, you had a okay, certain yeah. number of megabytes, and if you went over that, you just didn't have any more internet access for the rest of the term, right? So you get like 250 megabytes or whatever it was, something ridiculously small. But then again, this is 2002. So, you know, every, then again, in 2002, every website you're opening, it loads a flashing uh, animated background and scrolling GIFs and theme songs. 15 yeah, pop-ups yeah, exactly. and autoplays music. Yeah, so yeah. really, yeah. So one of the great challenges, of course, was finding games to play that would um, that got through the, the school network firewall. And this was just like playing whack-a-mole because like obviously Miniclip was banned, but like mm. coolflashgames.com wasn't. But then it would be when they realized that... Or did you get, mini, did you get miniclip.com was banned, but miniclip.biz wasn't yeah, they, or whatever? I, don't, I, like, I think this was honestly before all of that, man. You know, this was, this, was, this was in the day where like if you wanted to load a video, you would click on it and then go and do something else and wait for it. Like oh, you'd come yeah. back oh, in yeah. half an hour. So... Anyway, were you, were you a LimeWire kid? I was definitely a LimeWire kid. I was for sure. A lim- I downloaded. Yes. I, I downloaded Me a too. lot of um, <laughs> unknown track by unknown artist dot WME or whatever it is. WMA. Um, although I had it organized, and I still do this. I'm still. I'm still obsessive with this. Right. I still have to have. I only use Spotify now, but like all of the podcasts that we've ever put out, all of my other one, half our history, the rest of it, I have to go and put the track name, the title name, the the uh, or the um, artist album. All the all the metadata has to be perfect. I put that in. I use I use a program called MP3 Tag to do that, even though it's relevant to no one. But I found when before the days of like streaming podcasts was when when a lot of people you would go like I would do this at least go and download a podcast onto your device and listen yeah. to it like that. If the metadata didn't work, it would be very frustrating because then I wouldn't be able to listen to it in order. So I'd have to go through and do it myself. So I'm still. I was always tilted yeah. on my MP3 player when you get to a song that didn't have album art or whatever. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. So, so I would yeah, always I totally go through that. and I would fix that up. And yeah, I think that started with I think that started with LimeWire, unknown unknown artist, unknown album, unknown track. Dot WMA. You know, 
Um, also, unfettered access to LimeWire means that as a as a fourteen year old or whatever, you see a lot of stuff too early in your life. Let me tell no, you. No, I was pretty good with that. Cool. I was pretty good with that sort of stuff actually. Like, firstly, firstly, I, I I don't know how how I came across this knowledge, but I just knew that like never download or open an EXE ever. Like, I never, I didn't, I didn't learn that one the hard way. But I think it was because I was no, on, no. But I mean, even 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 videos though, man. No, I was on my dad's computer. And I, I was very so very selective about what I downloaded. Also, videos? This is 2002, man. You could not download videos on LimeWire on a dial-up internet connection if you wanted to watch it within the next month. Within the next... Yeah, within the next yeah. lunar cycle. Yeah, exactly. It's not happening, man. So I'm just downloading WMAs and MP3s and, uh, you know, and that sort of thing. LimeWire Pro, obviously, first thing you download when you download LimeWire. Oh, yeah. Absolute galaxy brain move. But one of the... So, so when, I, when, when you're at school, obviously you didn't have any access to that sort of stuff, but there was this constant arms race between the systems administrator, whose name was Mr. Riley, um, and, the, and the kids to find Flash game websites, right, that weren't blocked. But the problem with these Flash game websites, mm-hmm. Dennis, some of these Flash uh, games were multiple megabytes to load up, right? Like I'm talking maybe three Ooh. or even four right that's i don't know a, a significant percentage of your your monthly or your termly entire allotment yeah, yeah absolutely right so i would often run out of internet credit right because i was one of the nerds in the library looking to play games i did eventually find a text-based game called utopia on swerve.com s-w-i-r-v-e.com um i don't know if it's still up but oh my goodness that game was fantastic especially because it didn't look like a game it was just a text-based thing it just looked like you were browsing i don't know a so if, if a teacher walked past, they wouldn't they would be none the wiser. Yes, you didn't have to you didn't have to um, alt tab out of it, right? Which was such a giveaway. Like kids do this on, on iPads as well. Now they they do the thing where you know you double tap the home button and like you swap over to another window. It's like, mate, you may know what you, you may completely run rings around when it comes to Minecraft, but I've been alt tabbing away from tabs I shouldn't have been looking at for longer than you've been alive, right? Don't like mm. you can't teach your granny to suck eggs, mate. Anyway, I would often run out of internet credit. And I noticed, right, that um, teachers never seem to. And this makes sense, right? Teachers, they've got to use their internet. They've got to use their computers to, like, teach. Like, the school isn't mm-hmm. going to meter their internet usage. So I was, I, I was on reasonably good terms with this teacher called Miss Steen, right? She was quite a, quite a nice woman, like, quite a quite a nice teacher she was generally well liked and i got on i don't i got on quite well with her because I was, I was again i was a bit of a nerd i was a bit of a bit of a teacher's pet at the best of times in, in year eight anyway at one point i noticed that when she she logged onto a computer and she typed in her password i noticed her password right and i i watched her type it in noticed it you 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 eagle-eyed stared and passive but still oh no no, no 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 there wasn't anything passive about it no, no no i watched her put in her password she didn't bother to hide yeah, it right? okay. it was five letters it wasn't. There was no. Oh, okay. <laughs> that 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 does help a little bit. Yeah. You're not like okay. So I think it was either. Yeah. Okay. No. It was. It, it was a. Okay. I understand. Dude, that makes a little more sense. Two thousand. Use my choice. No, of the word notice. Two thousand and two. There's no special characters. Didn't have to be eight eight characters long. There's no uppercase. You know, at signs. Uh, anything. No. Nah, no numbers. Nothing. It was just. There was a decent shot. It was the word password. Um. Right. That it, was it, on the table for it sure. It was the name of her husband. Right. Anyway. Was it James? That's my guess. No, no, it was Rexy. R E X I E. I was never going to guess yeah, that. Yeah, right. Rexy. Anyway, 
so I saw this. I noticed. I noticed. I typed this in. I saw this, and I'm like, "Let's go, jackpot!" Right? Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I started using her. Um, now I didn't want to get caught, <laughs> right? I didn't want to get caught, so I never logged into like my email or anything like that because obviously, if they because I assumed that they tracked everything, right? So I would log in to the internet browser, right, using her password, and all of a sudden. Everything was unlocked. I could get onto miniclip.com. I could get onto anything. And all the kids, right, in the library are like, how are you doing this? I'm like, oh, I hacked through the firewall. I, I, I found a way in. I found, I found Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Right? Like, no, no, you got to tell us. I'm like, oh, I don't think I could do it, man. I'll get caught. I can't do it, right? No, 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 no. Right? But I could then log into if what I, what I would do is like, as a, as a form of essentially social currency, is I would log them in. I would do my, ha- I do my you're, hacking. You're, 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 you're selling minutes. Essentially, what I was doing is, yeah, I, was, I, I would log them in on other computers. Anyway, Dennis, to this day, I don't know how I got caught, right? But I was, I, I, don't, know how long okay. it, I don't know how long it lasted as well. In my mind, it was months. It was probably just weeks. But I was going around like, yeah, the, the hero of all of the, the nerdy kids in the library who wanted to play stick man fighting or whatever. Right, because I would I would make them look away while I logged in, right? So they didn't know what my what my secret was, and then they could they play all these games unfettered, and it was it was great, right? It was incredible, and I was I was it was it was it was the most popular I had ever been in high school, amongst admitted. I assume that you could only one only one person could use it as a time. No, no, that was the thing. No, there were like sixteen school computers in the library. I could log, I could log into the internet with all of them, right? With her thing. So no one noticed that her usage, no one was monitoring that, that that went through the roof, oh, right? They, no... they certainly did. They certainly did, right? Because I I know why. I know why. Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you the next part of the story. One day, we're in class. Miss Steen's like, hey, Riley, can you stick behind afterwards? Because I want to talk to you. I'm like, okay, okay, fine. There's no way I'm in trouble. Like, I'm, no, 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 no. no. I, I, was, I was like, I never got in trouble. I got, I got into a fight with Nenad one time because he was winding me up. But like, I never got in trouble. I was a good kid. I was a little teacher's pet. Like, her asking me to stay behind, I was not nervous at all, right? But then my guts just fell out of me, right? Like, just this cold, clenching feeling in my stomach, right? When she came, she said, Riley, I'm so disappointed. And I was like, oh, no, she found out, dude. Oh, no. So Mr. Riley came to her and was like, she, this is what she said. She's like, I've just had a visit from Mr. Riley who has said that I need to um, uh, pay for more internet credit because somehow all of mine has already been used up. Right? And I was like, oh, no, dude, no. And she's like, would you know anything about this? And I was like... Yes, and obviously I confessed and I told her that sort of stuff. But I, my guilt, Dennis, my guilt, because I thought this was a victimless crime, right? Well, school, surely the school's paying some kind of bill, no, right? I have it's, to just, it's just internet, right? It's free. You turn, you turn on the tap and it comes out. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that I totally teachers also had to pay for their usage, right? Which now, as a teacher, makes sense. You've got quotas as to how much you can use the photocopier when you're a teacher, right? So I had been... Ha- you? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got like a, usually it's a, either wow. a, per, a per classroom or a per year level budget. Um, and you can only, you have to log into the photocopier, right? With the, um, with you, with your credentials. Yeah, yeah I imagine that was the case. Yeah. So anyway, I had used up this poor, poor Miss Steen's internet thing. Not just me, all the other like year seven and sevens and year eights in the library who I was, a, a you know, a hero to. I don't, I don't want to give myself too much credit. I don't think I was a hero. Anyway, 
I'd logged into this thing over, over, and over and over again so many times. And I just use and like I, I, I will say in my defense, the first thing I did was offer to pay it, pay her back, right? I was like, I didn't realize what money. How old were you? Well, I was fourteen. I had to. I, I didn't have my supermarket job at that point. I did feel I felt incredibly guilty, right? Because honestly, I had thought that yeah. there was just like a, it was a victimless crime. Essentially, like she had free internet, unlimited. T- the tap was on, and the internet just came pouring out. And I was just, I was, I was Robin Hood. I was Robin Hood. I was sharing it with the masses, you know. But no, it turns out that she mm-hmm. actually didn't bear the financial burden of that. I also assume you probably you probably thought that at, at best at worst you're ripping off the school, not this individual teacher who I assume you liked. Yes, no, very much so, and it ruined it ruined our relationship. Obviously, she was not she oh, was not no. very nice to me after that. She was fine, like she was professional, or whatever else. But like, I didn't have the sort of the friendly um, interactions with her that I'd had before. So it, yeah, it was terrible. I don't know how they found out it was me. I have no idea, right? Because I was very careful to try to cover my tracks. Is it, like, as I never used the internet to log onto anything that could be, you know, it's just miniclip.com. It could have been anyone. It could have been any kid. I don't know how they found out it was me, right? Did you have an assigned seat in the computer? No, it, that, that was the thing in the, um, oh, actually in class, maybe? In class, maybe you did? Like, was one of them, <clears throat> was most of the logins to this account from this computer? No, and then some no, because you know I mean? no, it was in the library. It was just whatever computer you could get in the library. It was a mad rush to get to one yeah, of the computers okay. before they were filled up. Anyway, foolishly, right? Foolishly, the school, Mr. Riley, right? When I came in with him, he was like, you've been, you know, we've caught you using the, you signed an agreement saying you were going to use the school network mm. appropriately. We're going to ban you from the school network for 30 days. And I was like, oh, dear. Okay, well, how awful. I'll have to call in some favors with some mm. other friends in the library who I've been hooking up and be like, hey, it's time for me. Yeah, it's time for you. <laughs> yeah, you've been yeah, building right? those relationships. Like, oh, no, how am I going to play yeah. Utopia in the library every lunchtime, right? That's going to be fine. And then, I don't know why he did this, just such a huge strategic blunder. He's like, and we'll be sending a letter home to your parents. And I was like. Why is that a strategic blunder? Because don't tell me that. Oh, I see. So what I did for the next couple of weeks was check the mail. Eagerly wait by the post Religiously. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, out there course. every single day, right, making sure that I brought in the post. And as soon as I saw one that had the Q High School, um, like, uh, I was going to say watermark, what is it? Like the, the logo. Letterhead. Letterhead. That's right. I just put it in the bin. My parents never found out. You didn't out. even check to see what it was. Well, I opened it to make sure it was. But yeah, I opened it. I checked it. Yep, and it was like, oh, you know, deal, yeah. deal Loretta and Martin, your son is blah, 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 inappropriate usage at the Zuda, and, and I just threw it out. Yeah, nope. Yeah, straight, straight, in, straight in the shredder with that straight, one. Straight Man, My parents never found out. Riley, I have never felt closer to you. That is something I would have definitely, given the same opportunity, I'm certain I would have acted exactly yeah. the same way every single step of the way. Also, Except I might have confessed to my parents. No. Nah. They still, I don't think, they still don't know. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if I told them now. <laughs> Send your mom this podcast. See what she says. I'll, I'll, I'll ask my mom to listen to this and I'll see what she says. Um, that would be very, very funny. Because what am I going to do? What's she going to do? Put me, put me, like, is she going to ground me? She's going to call Miss Dean back and say, oh, right, mm. has to serve a detention. He never got punished at home. The thing is, they could have just called. I've, if they'd called my parents, what was I going to do? Intercept the phone call. Oh, yes, this is Martin. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll. Now you are. Now you are old school hacking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But no, they did. They didn't call my parents. They just sent a letter home. I intercepted it and I got away with it. Not quite scot free because I was never able to get back on MiniClip again, and I did have to spend thirty days, you know, scrounging up other people's logons to continue to play Utopia every lunchtime. But uh, broadly speaking, could have been a lot worse had that letter actually gotten to my parents' hands. 
Yeah, I've I've committed many a grift in my time, usually a little older, mm-hmm. you know, writing reviews and wikis for games I never played, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or, um, but that is that is one that even I must tip the grifting hat to. Really, that is a phenomenal grift, and I'm I am I am frustrated at how far into our relationship it took you to tell me about that. I, I kind of forgot. No, I don't know what triggered this memory this week. Something made me remember, but but I, I will tell you. I will tell you. I'm I'm proud. You weren't like burrowing. You weren't burrowing into your neighbor's garden to steal their broadband connection. Oh, no, that that's what it was. What that's it. what it was. Yeah, I was tapping the neighbor's uh, fiber optic NBN, and I was like, oh, this takes me back. There you go. No, I will say. I'm very proud of um, how I got away with it. I'm very proud of the fact that I face no consequences for it at home. I still feel a burning shame when I when when Miss Steen hit me with the, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. And especially when she oh. was like, you know, I had to pay for extra internet usage for this term, whatever, because I was like that. That I did. I ah, have <laughs> someone here. I wonder if Miss if Miss Steen's still around. No, dude. No, I, I owe her the twenty dollars or whatever she had to pay for internet that semester, dude. Thank you for listening to this episode of Have a Listen to This, your uh, weekly dose of bite-sized nonsense with uh, Riley Knight and Dennis Straniak. If you like the show, please tell your friends about it. If you didn't like it, I guess tell them anyway, but um, hopefully they download it and they like it. Or if they don't, those downloads show up just the same, to be honest. If you really like the show, you head to patreon.com slash have a listen to this and support the show. Get the show a little bit early as well as some other exclusive perks and, you know, help us keep the lights and the mics on over here.